When you drive the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power, you can stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see yourself behind the wheel of the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Kia received the fewest reported problems among all brands in the J.D. Power 2022 U.S. Vehicle Dependability Study based on 2019 models. See jdpower.com slash awards for 2022 details. In these winter months, consider TripInsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites. Get a quote today and save from TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. How's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here, my friend. On this show, we'll get 10 Christmas gifts for the cruise lover in your life, or maybe something you could ask for for Christmas. In fact, I was taking a peek at this list and um, love it. Can't wait to talk to Sherry from Cruise Tips TV to get all of these gifts. Also, a review of Celebrity Summit, a round-trip cruise out of San Juan, Puerto Rico. Sherry Kennedy is standing by with Cruise News. Before we get to Sherry, just a couple of things here. Loving your opinions on the posts in Cruise Radio News. Uh, If you're not a member, come on over and join us. Just type in Cruise Radio News in Facebook. Also, our other show, River Cruise Radio, really taking off. If river cruising interests you remotely or at all, slide your little mouse over to rivercruiseradio.net or check it out the same way you're listening to this. Just type in River Cruise Radio. All right, Sherry Kennedy is standing by with Cruise News. Hey, Sherry. Hi, Doug. Hey there. What a week, huh? Good news, bad news. We'll start off with some good news. Looks like Carnival Cruise Lines will stay at the Port of Tampa for a little bit longer. Pretty much Port of Tampa announced that they have extended their contract with Carnival through 2021. So that's awesome news for everybody that lives, especially on the West Coast. Carnival Paradise, which is a beautiful ship, cruises year-round on four- and five-night Western itineraries from Tampa. And then in 2018... The Carnival Miracle will reposition in Tampa, and then Carnival can get out the banners and yell and hoot and holler because they will be able to claim that they have more than 300,000 guests embarking on their ships per year. That's a pretty good landmark. Yes. Come 2018, they'll have two ships year-round there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty neat. And you know, I didn't realize it, but Carnival has been sailing from Tampa since... 1994. I sailed on the imagination out of there somewhere way back when. I was just a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Moving on here to the not-so-good cruise news. Princess Cruises, uh, they pleaded guilty to some charges. They got a little bit of trouble. Uh, Talk to us about this. Yeah, they got not only their hand slapped, but their wallet uh, Mm -hmm. entered the picture, too. Um, They just reached a $40 million settlement with the Department of Justice And it has to do with illegal dumping of bilge water off the coast of England. In 2013 is the date that this is beginning with. And Carnival agreed to have all of their ships from across every brand take part in a mandatory environmental compliance program. So that's part of the settlement deal also. You know, it came out during the the hearing that violations had been occurring as far back as 2005. The reports from the DOJ show they set something up called a a magic pipe, which sounds like something we used in high school. And uh, they were dumping liquids into the water through this pipe, which is just bizarre. 
And then whenever the whistleblower told on them, they removed these magic pipes. And then that's when things started getting bad and, and then seven felony charges. So, um, yeah, hand slapped, wallet slapped. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you dump in the ocean, you're going to get caught. You're going to get caught. Yeah. And, you know, it's, and bravo to uh, passengers also that uh, take their phones and videotape when they see something like an oil slick leaking out from the bottom of a ship. That's happened in the past, too. And just a little follow-up, um, this happened aboard the Caribbean Princess, and the chief engineer and the senior first engineer were fired. Hmm. So it's been, uh, they've gotten rid of some of the, uh, the culprits that were involved in the cover-up. And, and bravo to Princess for, you know, stepping up to the plate, and they have issued a very apologetic response, because it really does not keep with their high level of, of integrity. It's just disappointing because during the safety drills, at the end of it, they always say how environmentally compliant they are and friends of the ocean and all this stuff. And then you hear this crap. So, yeah. Moving on, Royal Caribbean entered into the Guinness Book of World Records. What for this time? This has to do with their North Star attraction, which I think you have probably tried, which I may never try. (laughs) But, But it's that arm. Mm-hmm. If people aren't familiar, it's this like a crane arm that lifts this glass capsule at least 300 feet in the air and rotates up and over the sides of the ship. Now, because it's in the Guinness Book of World Records, you will find this uh, eye in the sky, as I like to call it, aboard the quantum class ships. If someone is, you know, wants to try this uh, world record attraction, you're going to have to go to Cape Liberty and board the Anthem um, sailing to Bermuda, the Bahamas, and the Caribbean. This is pretty wild, this contraption. I, I was kind of skeptical about it. I thought it was very gimmicky, but when it was first, like they were showing the renderings. But when I got on, in this tube and went 300 feet above sea level, and then we were out in the middle of the ocean somewhere, and it swung <laughs> over the side of the ship, and I was like, whoa. I was sold on it. I'm like, this is pretty darn cool. <laughs> did you have a drink before you did it? You know, I didn't, but you could buy a, a sunset package in the North Star where they serve you champagne and you watch the sunset from 300 feet above sea level. It's a pretty cool idea and a great moneymaker for the cruise line. Kind of like a hot air balloon over the yeah. Serengeti. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Last but not least, Carnival Cruise Line is testing a new embarkation procedure. What do you have on this? And this is kind of interesting. I, you know, I have, I have some my own feelings on this, but this is this new cabin distribution system, cabin key distribution system. And keys will be placed in a sealed envelope in the mailbox that's outside of your stateroom door. Now, the staterooms will remain locked until, of course, the guest gets there, opens the envelope, and enters the cabin. Um, boarding begins at 1230, and guests can enter their staterooms, hopefully, by 1.30 p.m. Now, of course, if you're a diamond or platinum-level loyalty guest or you have purchased the Faster to the Fun program, you can get into your staterooms as soon as you board the ship. So far, the option is available on the Carnival Vista and on the Splendor. And if it's successful, Carnival will expand this new key card program to more ships throughout 2017. And it's been getting pretty good reviews from guests. I guess it's, you know, it's, it's all about faster the fun and, and get, get them on board. And your people behind the counter when you check in don't have to keep walking back and forth to give you your key card. And, you know, I was wondering about this. And so I asked Carnival and they said this is one less touch point that the passenger has to go through before boarding the ship. You were mentioning you have some reservations about it. What are they? You know, I I have two of them. One is what if someone 
accidentally knocks, you know, guests are walking past and it falls out of the mailbox or someone decides to be funny and just remove it and you get up there and you're ready to go in and poof, there's no key. You have to go find a phone and go back to the lobby. So I guess it's kind of an honor system, you know, that you don't mess up with anybody else's keys. My other question, and I'm sure, you know, I'm just like such a worry wart. That's part of who I am. You know, if you're late to board, say you get on board at four o'clock or three thirty, and the latest, which is usually me, there's a chance that your luggage could be in your stateroom, and someone else could have used the key to get in and buy buy luggage. So. I don't know. Yeah, I can see your point. And people were also commenting, well, what if you don't have faster to the fun? You can't get to your stateroom until 1.30, but you want to have a drink. What do you do? And it's very simple. You just go to the bar and you give them your stateroom number and your name. They already took your picture during the embarkation process. So uh, you're, you're all set. Yeah. And if you're bored at 12.45 and you want that welcome aboard cocktail, that's what you have to do. Been talking with Sherry Kennedy from CruiseMaven.com. Sherry, as always, thank you for your time. Thanks, Doug. You're listening to Cruise Radio, part of the iHeartRadio Talk Network. From its rich heritage, picturesque beaches, and unparalleled blue waters, it's no wonder over 7 million people cruise to the Caribbean every year. What do you want to do? Swim with stingrays at Stingray Bay? Go for an island tour? Take a beach break? Or set sail on a catamaran to spend the day snorkeling? Whatever you decide, CruisingExcursions.com has a shore excursion to fit your budget. Cruising Excursions knows your time on the island is limited and that you want to make the most of your day. That's why they have shore excursions up to 60% cheaper than the cruise lines and offer smaller, more personable tours. Find out for yourself. Research and book your next shore excursion at CruisingExcursions.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. Have a question for the experts or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience, good or bad? Email comments at cruiseradio.net. Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate is right around the corner. Sherry from Cruise Tips TV is on the line with us this evening. She has 10 gifts for the cruiser in your life. Uh, first off, welcome, Sherry. Hey, thanks. Happy holidays to you and your listeners. Yeah, likewise. So I got to say, cruisers are like the easiest people to shop for in the world. <laughs> that is so funny. I would agree. It's just weird because my parents are like, well, what do you want for Christmas? And I start naming off like these random little things like USB chargers and things like that. And they're like, that's all you want? I'm like, yeah, I need it for my cruise. What about a replacement drone, Doug? Did yeah. you ask Santa for that? <laughs> you had to go there. Just when it was starting there. to heal, you had to go there. Um, I didn't even give it a minute and I went there. I know, I know. Well, let's get to your 10 gift ideas for cruisers. And you have a, uh, a top 10 list here pretty much. So let's just bang to the first one. Number one, what do you have? Number one, you already mentioned, and that's a USB charging hub. I think that's great for people traveling with lots of devices and a really good way to keep organized when there's a lack of outlets in the stateroom. And usually those run under $30. So they make pretty good stocking stuffers, if you ask me. Second one, you have binoculars. 
Travel size binoculars are awesome if you're going to somewhere like Alaska. Just a little tiny set that you can shove in your bag is perfect, and they usually run under 50 bucks. This next one you have, I love, cruise line gift cards or shipboard credits. Yes, the gift of choice, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can arrange through someone's travel agent or just buy them online so the cruiser can buy whatever they want with them. Dinner, photos, shore excursions, alcohol, whatever they want. I love that one, And these are very easy to get, too, because I I believe you could actually buy the physical gift cards or do, like, online e-certificates, can't you? Totally. You can. You could even have something specific sent to the room if you wanted to. Depends on the cruise line, I suppose. This next one really stole my heart. You have a GoPro. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know this is a big ticket item. Most of this list is like under 50 bucks, but GoPro is awesome for adventure travelers. And I don't know if you've tried it out yet, but the new Hero 5 is Mm. so amazing. And what I love about it is it can be used underwater with no enclosure. So you don't have to fumble around with the buttons. And it's great for someone like me that does not like complicated cameras. So GoPro uh, Hero 5. Five, fabulous. And there's killer accessories out there too, like bobbers and go poles. And those, the accessories are actually pretty inexpensive. Do you have a Hero 5? I do. We just got the Hero 5 and took it with us to the Sea of Cortez. And it was amazing. We filmed whale sharks and sea lions and everything you can imagine with it. And you just click the start button instead of fumbling around. It's fabulous. And that can hook to your or sync with your phone, right? Totally. The next one you have here, extra memory cards. We're on the topic of cruise text. I think it's appropriate. Everybody could use extra memory cards, Mm -hmm. speaking of little stocking stuffers. But, you know, these days we take so much with us on a cruise. We take music players, video cameras, media players. So for probably, you know, like $40 up to $150 or whatever, you can pop some extra cards in somebody's stocking. Number six, I like what you have here because uh, you mentioned it before on a show a couple of months ago. And I went to Amazon and I bought packing cubes. You did? I'm actually looking at them right now. They're sitting on my floor for my ski trip coming up. Uh Aha, what color did you buy, Doug? Black. Okay, good. I knew it. I knew you'd go with something simple. They're a fun gift. They're inexpensive. You can get a whole set of them for 25 bucks. And they're great for people who are super organized types and great for people who aren't. You know, maybe you just want to pre-pack and throw the packing cube in your closet for a few weeks because you have a lot going on. I think that's a really good reason to buy them. And let's be honest, they're really awesome for families who want to separate each person's stuff out by Mm -hmm. person. The next one you have is a good book to read. Definitely. I think it's nice. We, you know, we've sort of lost the art of buying just a good old fashioned book, but I love it when I go on a cruise and I see someone just laying in a lounger. And I was thinking it'd be awesome to have a good book focusing on like the area you're going, maybe a book about the history of Alaska or the history of the Caribbean, or even just a guidebook for whatever location that the person's traveling to. You know what I normally do on cruises is I will buy a brand new book before I cruise. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a big reader, so I will read the book on the cruise and then leave that book in the library. Oh, that's such an awesome tradition. I love that. The last time I did it was um, when I was in the med for Carnival Vista. I bought Rick Steves' Mediterranean Cruise Guidebook, and Ooh. I used what I needed. And then it's kind of heavy, so I just left it there with my business card in it and called it a day. Oh, you made somebody very happy. Yeah, so there you go. There you go. So the next one, super strong magnets. What people don't realize is that magnets can be used pretty much anywhere in your cruise ship cabin. Yeah, the walls are magnetic. They're floating hunks of metal, like we said before. So we always pack a, a bunch of little cheapy, super strong magnets with these little hooks on them for the walls. And what you can do is pop a little grab-and-go station by the door. So when you leave, you could grab 
a hat, um, your cruise card on a lanyard, maybe a scarf if you get cold, something like that. We love those. I think it's a great tip. The next one you have, and I really like this, it's called an embarkation kit. It's kind of a do-it-yourself type thing. Okay, yes. This does officially qualify as cruise nerd (laughs) category, though, I have to admit. So I think it'd be really neat to bundle like a passport holder, maybe one you could put in in your bag or one you could put around your neck. And some of those plastic cruise luggage tags that you stuff your, you know, your cruise luggage tag in to keep it safe from rain or whatever. And maybe a lanyard and make a makeshift embarkation day kit. How cool is that? Yes, I love it. And last but not least, you have a good bottle of wine. I think this is good for someone who's not flying into port. So if you know someone driving into port, a good bottle of wine and probably the addition of a bubble wrap wine pouch makes a really nice Bon Voyage gift. And that goes back to uh, if someone's flying to the port, perhaps just buy a gift card for them. There you go. Or order it for them Yeah, to their stateroom. Very nice. Uh, If you want to find out a link to all of these items, check out the show notes at cruiseradio.net. As always, Sherry, thanks so much for being on the show and have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Doug. Always great to come on the show. This is Cruise Radio. Collier and his family just returned from a seven-night Southern Caribbean sailing aboard Celebrity Summit round trip out of San Juan, Puerto Rico. Collier's on the line right now. How's it going, buddy? Doug, it's such an awesome time to uh, finally get to talk to you and uh, just love your show. You provide such a great resource for all of us out here. Awesome, man. Yeah, glad to finally talk to you. I was seeing your pictures on Twitter and extremely jealous of your cruise on Celebrity Summit. So before we get to the ship itself, uh, we'll take a step back and I want to ask you, give me some pre-cruise thoughts. What made you want to take this seven-night sailing out of San Juan? Back in January, we had gone on the Celebrity Summit uh, on the alternate itinerary, but uh, really wanted to hit the other islands, really, in this case. But also, you know, we have a seven-year-old little girl who was was really dying to see a female captain, and Captain Kate was on this sailing, and uh, we really wanted to see what that was all about as well. Very cool. So you make your way, uh, you're from Alabama, and you went down to San Juan, Puerto Rico. Did you do any pre-night stays there? We did. We stayed at the uh, Hyatt Place, which is right across from the Pan American Pier. There's a Sheridan, I believe you stayed there before, the Sheridan right there, and then mm-hmm. there's two new a Hyatt Place and a Hyatt House right by the pier. Yeah, yeah, okay, very nice. So yeah, you go to Embark Celebrity Summit the next day. How was the embarkation process for you? The embarkation process was awesome. I mean, we, you know, I don't know if most folks know, but they don't even depart. The Adventure of the Seas and the Celebrity Summit both depart around 8.30 at night, but mm-hmm. hey, it's a free day there to enjoy the ship, so we get there about 10.45. By 11, we are in the building, going through security, and really, you know, 20 minutes, we're, we're on the boat. And in typical uh, celebrity style, they're meeting you there with the mimosas, champagne, and for the little one, a little OJ. Nice. Now, uh, you've been on Celebrity Summit before, earlier this year. So uh, what were your impressions once you walked on board this time around? One thing uh, that some folks may know is that she went through a dry dock in March uh, down in the Bahamas and really got a uh, facelift in terms of paint, carpet, a lot of those type things, but they also added a uh, rooftop terrace to kind of have some movies under the stars and on the weekends, a uh, great place to watch uh, ball games. And so there's some little things like that. You know, it's a little understated if you're used to, you know, some of the carnival ships or really any of the uh, bigger ships, whether it be the Norwegian or Royal, whatever. But uh, once you figure out, hey, let's go on up to the uh, pool deck and everything else you'll know that it's a just a very intimate ship, but it's going to be a fun time ahead of you. You make your way to your stateroom. So what kind of stateroom did you have, and what did you think of it? 
we love deck seven. It's, you know, obviously right in the middle, uh, if you will, in terms of uh, number of decks. But we were on two-way balcony stateroom, and uh, we had sailed concierge class last time we had gone. there. It, it, so everybody knows the Millennium-class ship, the balcony rooms are a little bit smaller mm-hmm. uh, than, say, the Solstice-class ships. They run about 170 square feet. One difference is the concierge class, they are about 190 square feet, more in line with what you would have on a Solstice-class ship. Main difference being there's enough room for an entire sofa versus a love seat that's found in our room with the uh, regular balconies. As far as space goes for the three of y'all in the cabin, how'd that work out? Tons of storage. It's very uh, deceptive storage. They've really hidden a lot of good places. Plenty of room under the bed. And, you know, one piece of advice I can give you, because I've heard some other folks say, well, I can't fit my suitcase under the bed. One thing we figured out is, hey, open it up, uh, open the clamshell, if you will, mm-hmm. and then push it under. And once we have done that and bathroom, tons of storage in the bathroom. And i tell you what, one of the best things about celebrity is the stateroom attendants. We've never had a bad stateroom attendant and they just treat you so well. It's, you know, they say modern luxury and they treat you like a rock star and take care of you all week. Let's talk about the dining on board Celebrity Summit now. Um Kind of an older ship, but it does have some of the newer dining venues, right? It does. You know, when it came out of dry dock, uh, the Normandy, uh, which was, you know, they own all the Millennium class ships. They used to pay homage to these old ships. Uh, in that case, it was the Normandy. And they have converted that to the Italian steakhouse, if you will, Tuscan Grill that is fleet wide, I, I believe now. But we really just love the, the main dining room. We made sure we had the same uh, waiter that we had a year ago or cool. in January. <laughs> And uh, just the food's incredible. Uh, you know, we also ate at Cuisine, which is, I believe, it's fleet wide as well. And Doug, let me tell you, I wasn't drunk on alcohol. I was drunk on food leaving that place. <laughs> I mean, that is one incredible place. They have food from all around the world, and they bring it. I think we had 10 courses. I mean, even the last course was Fleming. I mean, Doug, I even thought the boat was going the wrong direction. <laughs> I, was, I was so full. With Cuisine, is that, is that like a, a whimsical kind of take on food? Absolutely. Absolutely. You have sushi lollipops. There's one course, I forget whether it be, I think it's the Greek portion, and it literally comes in a suitcase they place on the table. <laughs> and I mean, I thought they were kidding. You know, I'm like, I thought, you know, hey, they're going to drop a few things off. This one course was like nine dishes. Wow. And it is well worth the $45. The best thing, uh, if you have kids, only $10 for kids. Granted, they're a lot pickier and they don't eat much, but it was incredible. Nice. Um, uh, how how but, was the Lido Deck area, the buffet up there? The Ocean View Cafe, it, it, it was good. It is what it is. The one thing that I've noticed from other lines is they, they don't really change the menu as much as they do on other lines. It's quality. doesn't change that often. So you, if you like what you're getting, you'll continue to like it all week. Very nice. Now, talk to us about the entertainment on board Celebrity Summit. Well, you know, it's one thing over the years, I think celebrities trying to get better and better at. And one thing that's funny is, is their in-house entertainment. They're singers, they're dancers, they're acrobats, I guess you'd say, uh, mm-hmm. that are part of the shows. Excellent. They have done a really good job, even if it's, you know, they don't have the name brand shows, but they got uh, Sirens, which is their, uh, their big one, the Mermaid show, if you will. And then, you know, the traditional one where they're singing like the Rat Pack and then another one called I Hollywood. Really good, really high quality great band that accompanies the singers and dancers then they have on pretty much bookending kind of the cruise they have some comedians that come on board they're your typical comedians uh one thing that is good is that you can take it typically unless it's a late night show have kids uh go with you nothing too 
risque, if you will, there. But the other thing is they do have really good musicians, you know, uh, acoustic duos and piano players that are found floating throughout the ship, especially the awesome Sunset Bar. Doug, I know you're one to partake in a few beverages occasionally <laughs> on the boat. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the best places is that bar on the back of the boat, Sunset Bar. And they always have somebody back there as well. It's been a while since I've sailed on a celebrity ship. Now, the Sunset Bar, that's very on the very end of the ship, the aft end of the ship? It is. Yeah. It is. And one of the best things is when you leave San Juan, she, Captain Kate, literally backs her own out of the entire harbor. So you're going backwards out of the whole harbor. So the best place when you're leaving port uh, that first night, when you get done with the 745 safety drill, head straight up there, get a seat, great drinks, uh, great bartenders. They have a lot of their flair bartenders for mm-hmm. the martini bar that also work there. But once again, you're going to have a front row view because she backs it all the way out of the harbor. Talk to us about the sea days on board this seven-night sailing. Uh, how was it as far as the crowd flow, both inside and outside of the ship? Inside, not a problem. That's one thing. With 2,000 passengers, they've really got it down to a science of really having activities in certain areas. It really flowed well inside and had a lot of activities for all different age groups. Uh, granted, celebrity does tend a little older, so they're off playing bingo, and the older folks are, and they'll have an art auction, something like that. But up on the pool deck, pretty crowded, although we never had a problem finding a chair or anything like that. But they have pool butlers that really do a good job. They're monitoring no more than 30 minutes apart, or they're going to pick your stuff up and move it <laughs> to a safe place. Good for them. That's awesome. On this sailing, yeah. it was a seven-night sailing out of San Juan. Uh, what ports did you hit, and which one was your favorite? Well, we hit St. Croix, Martinique, Dominica, St. Kitts, and St. Thomas. Mm-hmm. But we always head over straight to St. John because, I mean, there's, let's face it, Trunk Bay, Cinnamon Bay, is there anything more beautiful in the world? It's amazing. They're amazing. That said, I'm going to pick another one for you. You know, probably St. Kitts or, or Dominica. There are two that I think we don't hear of very often. And, and Dominica, that being the natural island, tons of natural beauty, tons of waterfalls. And then you got St. Kitts that has a little bit of everything, including South Friars Beach, which is, I believe, on the southeastern part of the island. And it is gorgeous. Uh, it literally is Caribbean Sea on one side, Atlantic Ocean on the other. And, uh, that's awesome. One thing that's interesting is green monkeys that were introduced by the uh, French and the British years ago actually outpopulate the number of humans on the island now. And so you got to get your proverbial picture with a uh, green monkey on your head with, that is wearing a diaper, which is uh, our seven-year-old really loved. That's awesome. Now, uh, you make your way back to San Juan uh, after the seven nights. How was the disembarkation process for you? We literally go to our disembarkation station, if you will, on the summit, and literally five minutes later, we're off the boat. And one of the things, make sure you get a porter in San Juan. You will literally jump to the front of the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you kind of look around going, hey, what? Are you, why are y'all all standing in this line? Just pay a porter five, ten, but whatever you're tipping, and you'll go straight to the front of the line. We're literally out of there. And once we enter that building, get bags and all, 10, 15 minutes tops. Nice. Uh, and one other thing I'll tell you, Doug, in San Juan is taxi rates are all fixed, really, citywide in zones. We always, when we go to San Juan, prearrange them with, like, uh, we use a guy called Michael's Taxi Service. But whoever you use, prearrange it, and they'll take you everywhere. And they'll, you know, whether you go to dinner the night before, they'll be at the airport waiting on you at no additional cost. And it is just awesome. You kind of feel cool not having to wait around for anything. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you gave us a couple of tips already, but do you have any other tips you'd like to share for Celebrity Summit? 
just go and have a great time. It, it, it may not be the biggest, you know, and have all the bells and whistles, but if you want a classic cruising experience, it's going to give it to you. And uh, it's just an incredible time, especially and if you really want an extra special time, try and get on one of Captain Kate's sailings. She is the most amazing captain we've ever had. And I'm not just saying it because she's a woman. She really has the it factor, and it's just fun. I was going to ask you, is there a camaraderie around, around her being on the ship with the crew and everything? Absolutely. We sail with Captain Alex, who is your typical Greek captain. Great, very customer-oriented, but very regimented in, in his ways with the crew. And they'll admit it. They're much looser with Captain Kate on board. And she, she doesn't pass one person that she doesn't speak to. Even one day I caught her down in the coffee Cafe Albacio, the coffee bar, and she was chipping in, slinging uh, coffee drinks and pastries. <laughs> and um, quite frankly, my daughter loved to find her because she uh, always would make sure they did the big hero six fist bump, you know. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I tell you the funniest thing, Doug, when we were getting ready to leave, she made sure uh, she came over the, the PA on the pre right before we leave. And she said, uh, guys, if I can find out which purse I left the keys in, we're going to get underway here in just a minute. Uh, so she embraces the uh, uniqueness and uh, just an awesome story. That's awesome. Well, uh, over your seven nights sailing in the Southern Caribbean, what's the biggest highlight for you? I think we leave the Celebrity Summit with the memories of the people, the work. One thing is the itinerary. The itinerary is great, but the people on board Celebrity Summit make the vacation because you're meeting new friends, but the staff is just there's staff that you'll see over and over and over again. Matter of fact, we ironically ended up with our same cabin steward that we had before, but they all love working there and they make it such an incredible experience. Well, in closing here, what are your final thoughts of Celebrity Summit? Book the Celebrity Summit and have a great time, especially if you have first time folks that have never sailed before. You're going to give them a great experience. And Doug, it's just a great itinerary, too. Yeah, actually, I do have one more question here. You see, you mentioned you were sailing with your seven year old daughter. I know that Celebrity is not known for having a lot of kids on board. Uh, how did she enjoy herself? She loved it. She was never not welcome. One of the best things Celebrity has done is, even though they tend to skew older, granted, she has the behavior and she does. She's a well behaved child. But there was a lot of activities for her to do. She wants to be an adult at seven. <laughs> and so she wanted to do what we did and really all the main activities. Now, one thing, they do have the new rooftop terrace uh, we talked about in the basketball court and all those type things. And all those things she loved because they're showing Finding Dory or you know, any of those type movies during the day, too. Mm -hmm. So occasionally she'd pop up there to watch those. And really, one of the best things is every night in the main dining room, they always had her food ready to go from the time we sat down. And that's another thing, Doug, is it really helped having select dining mm -hmm. because we also went ahead and scheduled it at six, which would be the normal seating in reserve dining. But they were able to have her stuff and they made sure that, you know, hey, fed kid equals happy kid. Yeah. So um, <laughs> that was awesome, too. And they really remembered everything, especially with her. We've been talking with Collier about him and his family's seven night round trip San Juan Southern Caribbean sailing aboard Celebrity Summit. Collier, good talking to you. Happy holidays and thanks for being on the show, my friend. Thanks, Doug, and appreciate all you do. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not, not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. 
How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.